imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women? Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Lead Hership Global Podcast. We are so happy to welcome you to this week's episode where we have a real treat in store for you. We are going to be joined with Dominique Murphy, the CEO and founder of The Right Method. I can't wait for you to meet Dominique. You know, transformational leaders enhance morale and motivation, and they're able to encourage those around them towards a collective good. Rather than solely working on self-interest or self-enhancement, real transformational leaders are able to increase organizational performance that positively impacts innovation, the heart of success and growth within an organization. And importantly, transformational leaders also tend to lead with inspiration as opposed to just relying on authority. Now, as you can probably guess, there is a strong and significant relationship between self-esteem and transformational leadership. In order to adopt a transformational leadership behavior style, research indicates that a person first needs to have high levels of self-esteem. A person with high self-esteem has, of course, self-respect and may find transmitting enthusiasm and positivity to those around them a much more natural behavioral style. But beyond having self-esteem, believing that you are significant, worthy, and a capable member of a team or organization, what are other keys to becoming a true transformational leader? What are the other attributes and characteristics that the best transformational leaders all have in common? Well, to help us better understand the secrets to transformational leadership, we are so excited to have with us Dominique Murphy, who has convinced, get this, 17 of the most highly sought after motivational and business leaders in the entire nation to not only grant her an interview, but grant her an interview inside their own homes. That's right, Linda. And I'm super excited to introduce you to Dominique, who's going to help us better understand the secrets to transformational leadership. It's going to be a super exciting topic we're going to dig into. But here's a little bit more about Dominique. Dominique is the president of The Right Method, a three-time Emmy award-winning journalist, Mrs. Virginia American 2020, and a highly sought-after public speaker, and the author of Reset, which was published in October of this year. Dominic has been featured on The Steve Harvey Show, Fox, ABC, NBC, HSN, CBS, and countless radio, print, and local television platforms. She's a leading industry expert in the field of positive personal development. And in 2020, Dominic was personally invited inside the homes of everyone from the co-founder of Constant Contact, Alex Stern, and Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington to New York Times bestselling author Sharon Lecter, co-founder of Priceline.com, Jeff Hoffman, famed motivational speaker Brian Tracy, Mitzi Perdue, and so many others. 
We're excited to learn all the secrets that Dominique gathered in her exhaustive and extensive research over the past year, speaking to these successful, dynamic, and amazing business leaders. So welcome to our show today, Dominique. Christina and Linda, thank you so much for this opportunity. And wow, what an amazing introduction. I will, I'll pay you guys later. Thank you so much for that. It is such an honor to be on the Lead Her Ship Global podcast. First and foremost, thank you guys for creating such an amazing platform and such a needed platform. It is awesome and it's inspiring women around the globe. So thank you for doing that. Oh my gosh, you are the inspiring one as well. And I, I want to dig in today into all the topics, but why don't we start by you just telling us a little bit about your journey and what led you to research and explore the characteristics and attributes of leadership and talk about the in their own home part. Absolutely. So my background, I've always been a very inquisitive person. It started when I was a child. Long story short, I started my television career very, very young. I was 14 years old when I got on my first television show. And there was just something about the skill set of storytelling and interviewing people that just made me come alive. It was one of the only jobs I could think of that people would let me into their homes, into their private spaces, and they would tell me all kinds of things, things that most people did not get an opportunity to learn. So that is where the, the bud was born, if you will, back in the day when I was 14 years old. I started hosting a show in Minneapolis called Whatever, very similar to uh, Entertainment Tonight for teenagers. So it was uh, a lot of entertainment, a lot of movies and celebrity interviews, but we also did a lot of topics that uh, focused on issues affecting teenagers, things like bullying, suicide, eating disorders, things like that. So that's where my career started, where that, that bud again was born. I did that for four years, went to college, went to the University of Missouri, and I majored in broadcast journalism there and went on to work all over the country. So I've worked in Minneapolis. I have worked in Central Virginia. I worked in Kansas City and also in Cleveland as a newscaster. So that is where it came from, that innate desire to interview people and to get inside and learn secrets of success and whatnot. In 2013, I created the right method. And the right method is a paradox. There is no one size fits all right method. You have to find what's right for you. And the reason why the company was created was because so many people were on this search, if you will, for this method. If I do X, Y, and Z, I will have fulfillment. But as we all know, that is a very flawed approach because what works for me may not work for you. And chances are it probably won't. Now, we may be the same on 99% of things, but there's always going to be one area where we all differ a little bit, and that's what makes us all so unique and so beautiful. So I wanted to learn what was this secret to leadership? What was this secret to success that other people could take, the tools, if you will, to make your own tool belt, right? What does Alex Stern, for example, the co-founder of Constant Contact, what did he do differently? Why did he stand out? What steps did he take? What mistakes did he make that he would recommend not taking and doing? So that's where the idea was created. Go to the most successful people on the planet and learn how it was done. And one thing I found along this journey is that every single one, except for one of them, uh, came from very humbling beginnings. 
And that was probably the most eye-opening experience for me because so often we hear from people, Linda, you spoke earlier about being worthy and, and feeling positive. So often in life, we have individuals who uh, are victims. Let's just call it what it is, right? There's a saying that 95% of people live below the line in blame, shame, and justification, and only 5% live above the line in accountability and responsibility. And what I mean by that, these are individuals who say, well, I can't do that because fill in the blank. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have connections. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And so the victim mentality is created and it's something that thrives within our, our populace, unfortunately. So what I wanted to do is take a deeper look. What did they do differently? What was their mindset like? Because for most of them, they didn't come from money. So it wasn't like they were handed this gift of opportunity to create high, high, high million and billion dollar businesses. So what did they do differently? And how did they become leaders in their communities? One thing that all of them are known for is their leadership skills, right? They're able to take a team of people and create more leaders from that. So how did they do that? What was done differently? How did they speak to people? How did they present things? How were they as a manager? Is a leader someone who is above other people? Or is a leader someone who encourages others to be great and rise together? What was it? So that is why I went on this journey to look into transformational leadership among the most successful people on the planet. Wow, I can't wait to find out more about what you discovered on that journey. Now, the one thing I will say is through research, we do know that there are a couple commonalities between many of the great leaders in history and even modern day leaders that are known for being truly extraordinary. And through research, we know that the personality traits of extroversion and agreeableness tend to be two of the five big personality traits that positively predict transformational leadership. So extroversion appears to be linked with transformational leadership because it lends to charismatic kind of expressiveness, which can be really influential, very persuasive and mobilizing. And then, of course, agreeableness means that the leaders behave in a way that gains admiration and respect from those around them and tends to set them apart as trustworthy and as really role models. So what were some of the common personality traits of the leaders that you spoke to? And what were some of the defining sort of personality traits that really struck you, Dominique, as you were meeting with these 17 extraordinary leaders? Yeah, mindset is the first word that comes to mind. And I have a few of them. Mindset is everything. And one thing I cannot stress enough is how important it is to take care of you yourself, self-love, self-care. And it's not self-care the way a lot of people use it on social media. Self-care is not a facial on Saturday. Now that can be part of it, but self-care is what you eat, drink, and think. And so it's really taking care of your mind. Maya Angelou, who was not interviewed as part of this platform, but she always talks about your body and your body is your home. Okay. And you wouldn't let Somebody come into your house, your actual physical house, and throw trash on the floor and start screaming at you and yelling profanities and, and saying you're not good enough and you're not worthy and you're not going to be anything. If that person came to your house, you would probably politely say, okay, you need to go. But yet we as a culture, we allow people to open up our minds and 
pour that into us every day. So mindset is so critical. And this is one skill set that every single one of these leaders on this platform have mastered. So what that means is when obstacles come, and they do, as you and I both know, success is not a straight line. It is a zigzag. And the key is creating the muscle memory to know that, yes, it's going to happen. And when you knock that obstacle down, there's going to be a bigger one behind it. And when you knock that one down, there's going to be a bigger one behind it. But you're still there. You're present. You show up. You are ready. And you know that you can overcome it. So the door closes. The key is not being the victim and saying, oh, the door closed. Poor me. I guess I guess it's over. You have to figure out a way to connect the dots. You have to knock the door down, kick the door down, climb over the door, walk around the door. There's so many other ways to get to that end goal. And one thing that all of these leaders have is that mentality. So think of a fertile piece of land. Earl Nightingale is one of my favorite authors, and he talks about this analogy often. Your mind is a fertile piece of land, and your thoughts are seeds. And the mind does not care what you plant. If you plant seeds of positivity, I can, I will, I am this is going to happen, or seeds of negativity, doubt, fear. I can't, it won't happen. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I, I don't have enough money. I don't know anybody. My family and my circle, they don't support me. It's, it's never going to work for me. Then it's not. And the mind, it's not even just a saying like, oh, you are what you think about. Because people think it's like a, like, a, like a saying, but it really is true. Constantly, we are manifesting. Every day you are manifesting your thoughts. And so the key is to stay positive and to know what you want to accomplish. Have that vision of what it is, right? Alex Stern, I'll use him as an example, the creator, the co-founder of Constant Contact. He knew that he wanted to create a system that would literally transform the way the world operates from a business standpoint. Do you know how incredible that is? Do you know how big of a feat that is to sit in your room and say, I'm going to create something that's going to change the way people work around the globe? <laughs> that is a, that is a massive undertaking. And for him, he always says, says he was an overnight success in 18 years. So the key is knowing that it's not going to happen in five seconds, but it's having that vision that I'm going to get there no matter what it takes, no matter what happens, no matter how many doors close, no matter how many people tell me it can't be done, I am going to do it. Think of all of the great inventions of the world. I, I was talking to my husband the other day, even the camera. Do you know how incredible a camera is? Imagine the first person who said, I'm going to create a device made out of plastic or metal, and it's going to freeze an image of people or of things. Can you imagine what people would have thought of that person back in the day? Like how, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it did happen. It came to pass. So the key is having the mindset of, yes, I am going to get that. I'm going to visualize it. I'm going to keep my mindset positive and I'm going to focus on it every single day and do something every single day to get closer to that goal. So mindset was the first thing that every single person on this platform has in common. The second selflessness. It is unbelievable. When I went on this journey, you never know what you're going to get when you interview someone you don't know. And that's in any light. I don't care who you are, where you live. You just never know until you get there or until you get on the phone or until you have that email, that interaction. And one thing I found, every person that we went and interviewed, so selfless. I had 
billionaires and millionaires say, hey, I'll come get you from the airport. Let me order dinner in for you and your crew. You guys can stay at my place while you're here. I mean, just things you would not even imagine. And when we went and conducted these interviews, I went with a television crew and we went coast to coast all over the country. That is a large production. And one thing that I found is that when you go to a home to do something of this sort, it's several hours of time to do it right. It's not a 20 minute thing where we're in and out. It's setting up cameras, making sure microphones work, making sure everyone is lit properly, cameras on both angles, things like that. And so the process took half a day. For some of these individuals, we were there five, six, one of them seven hours, and it was never an issue. Every time I said, hey, I'm, you know, are we good on time? Are things okay? Yes, Dominique, absolutely. Take your time. Today is yours. We're going to make this happen. And that was something that I took away as such a learning opportunity. It is such an opportunity for all of us if we really think about that. Selflessness. Some of the most successful people on the planet, the wealthiest people on the planet who don't need to do anybody's interviews whatsoever, said yes and then granted the time. A true leader provides time. And they make the people that they surround, they make the people that are in their circle, they make them feel important. They make them feel like they matter. And appreciation goes so far. It goes so far, it goes farther than money in this world. And so time, selflessness, and mindset were the three largest takeaways that I took from my interviews with these 17 mega powerhouses. Those are transformational just in and of themselves. And it's interesting that you said the, the, everything you said around mindset, because, you know, research indicates that there's a really strong relationship between self-esteem and transformational leadership. Those two things kind of go hand in hand. And in order to adopt transformational leadership behaviors, it appears that an individual, uh, that we need to have high self-esteem first. So did you find that with the leaders that you spoke to? They all seem to have uniquely high self-esteem and, and, how do you have self-esteem and still come across as humble and selfless? So like, how, how did they balance that? Yeah, that's a great question. So self-esteem is something that has to be earned. Self-esteem is something that has to be worked on. Nobody is born with the utmost confidence in the world. Let me take that back. I digress. Children are. I look at my children and they are so confident right? They are untouched by society. The problem is with all of us, there was some point in our lives when someone said something to us, you are not good enough. You will not do it. You can't make that happen. You're not cute enough, etc. And we believed that person. And for the rest of our lives, we lived in this, 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 this bubble, if you will, of let me play small. Because if I play small, I'll fit in with the world and it's okay. It's okay because everyone else is doing the same thing. So children are born with this ability where they are like the most confident things on the planet because they haven't been told they can't do it yet. Now, again, in infancy, something happens and then we grow up as adults and we truly believe for whatever reason, it's a very sad fact that we can't do it. We can't be it. We can't make it. It's a self-esteem issue. Now, one thing that I found with all of these experts, 
No, they weren't born this way. They, they had to, they had to develop this trait. And two of the individuals on our platform actually shared very personal stories of really struggling with self-esteem to the fact that they almost committed suicide. Two different individuals. And so I, I say that and in confidence, they told me I could share this. They, I say that because I want everyone watching this and listening to this to know that humans are humans. We are all real. So often what you see when you look at somebody is what I call the representative. You think, oh, well, their life is so perfect and everything looks so great and it must be so good. They're so successful and they have all this money and they have all this prestige. It must be great. How often, let's focus on Hollywood for a minute. How often have we seen individuals that have what most people perceive as everything? Why is it that so many are so miserable? They're overdosing, they're committing suicide, they're chronically depressed, but they have, they could go to any place in the world and get noticed. They could buy any car, any house, houses, anything they want, but yet they're not happy. The reason why is because we think the destination brings us fulfillment and it's not, it's the journey. And so often folks think, okay, when I get here, I'll be happy. I'm not happy now, but when I get here, I'll be happy. And if you get there and you find out you're not happy, then all of a sudden, people don't know how to react. They don't know what to do because they, they focus their whole life on getting to this one thing that they thought that they perceived would give them happiness, and it was a flawed approach. So for all of them, they had to learn the traits, okay? They all had to struggle. They all struggled in their own way to get there. It's just like taking a shower. When you think of leadership, when you think of motivation, you have to do it daily. That is why we're humans. We're not perfect individuals. Every single person, the most successful people on the planet, they have to make a conscious effort to work on themselves every single day because everyone has blue days. Everyone, even the folks on the platform today, they have days where they're like, oh my goodness, I thought this thing would work and it didn't. Kevin Harrington, the original shark on Shark Tank and also a mega powerhouse, serial entrepreneur. He's the uh, inventor of the infomercial. He talks about it often, about business transactions. He would invest in a company and it would fail. And he'd invest again and it would fail. And he'd invest again and it would fail. And it would fail and fail and fail and fail. And he would feel discouraged. Oh my goodness, I've lost millions and millions of dollars. Is this worth it? And then you have the outside voices saying, you know, you might want to throw in the towel. Ah, you know, are you going to do another transaction? What if it fails? He didn't listen to that. He kept going because he knew that one day he was going to hit that big number. He was going to hit the, the jackpot, if you will. And he talks about it often. His story is it was failure, 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 failure. And then maybe on the sixth or seventh time, it would be a win. But that win would beat out all of the failures prior to it. So the key is literally working on yourself to thine own self be true. Confidence comes with time yeah. and it comes with permission. Individuals have to give themselves permission to know that it's okay to not be perfect. You have to give yourself permission to know I might have a bad day or a bad week or a bad year. And that is okay. I will get over this. I will overcome it. I can be successful. I can be great. I have my vision and I am going to get it. I am going to win 
because that is what I am focused on. So that's what it comes from. Confidence is something that comes over time. It is something that has to actively be worked on day in and day out. I love that, Dominique. And I will say, you know, as you just mentioned, transformational leadership is more about the journey than it is the destination. And what we know is that confidence accumulates through hard work, through success, and yes, even through failure. So you gave us a great example with Kevin Harrington. Um, and I'm sure every leader who's focused on transformational leadership understands that there will be setbacks, there will be failures, there will be obstacles. So how did the leaders that you spoke with continue to overcome those setbacks, those missteps, those failures to learn and grow through those experiences and build a new sense of confidence moving forward? The key is to take small steps. Brian Tracy and Sharon Lecter both talk about this, right? Small baby steps. So often when we look at a project, we look at something we want to achieve. It's like looking at a mountain, right? And you're at the bottom and you're looking up going, oh my goodness, how, how am I ever going to get to the top of this mountain? But if you focus on one small step, check. Okay. One more small step, check one more small step, check, right? And you go about it that way, you will get there. Alex Stern, and I focus on Alec a lot. He's one of my really good friends. And he, he, he has a line that is his line. And I'm going to, I want to attribute it to him. He says, fail fast, fail forward. Fail fast, fail forward. We all fail. You're going to fail. If you want to be successful, and if you want to be a transformational leader, just know today you are going to fail. And I don't say that to, 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 to diminish anyone at all or to knock anyone's confidence. I say that in the hopes that it builds more confidence within you. Failure, you can look at it in one of two ways. You can look at failure as a negative or you can look at failure as a huge opportunity. It is a learning opportunity to get better because what is meant for you, universal laws, will happen. What you think is meant for you may not be for you. And so it's like going up a stream and you're paddling upstream, right? And you're like, oh, I can't get up the stream. Why not just turn down and flow? Because what is going to be will be. But the reality is when your time comes, when your opportunity presents itself, you will be ready because of the experience. I don't like to call it a failure. The experience that you have, you now know how to approach certain things. You know how to handle certain situations. Our thought leaders talk about taking small steps, overcoming fear, overcoming the fear of failure, because the reality is we can be complacent. Many, many people are. Most of the world is. In fact, a Gallup poll came out and said 95% of people are disengaged in life. That means most people in this world are existing. They are not living. They are existing. And there's a huge difference. There's a quote that says most people die at 25, but they're buried at 85 because they're just here. They're going through the motions. They go to work. They drink coffee out of the same cup every day. They drive the same way to work every day. They come home, have dinner in the same, cook it the same way in the same pan, right? We are complacent. And so the key is understanding that you can be successful, but in order to be successful, you will face failures. And those are not true failures unless you own them to be failures. 
look at them as opportunities to be better and to be more successful. And that is what all of the leaders on the Right Method platform talk about. Gosh, you've given us so many of these like amazing nuggets of information from just the conversations that you've had with these extraordinary leaders. Um, are there any other secrets to transformational leadership that you'd like to highlight for our audience? Oh, goodness. So many secrets. You know, the reality is, is I'll say the quote again, to thine own self be true. Linda, you said it earlier when you did the introduction and you talked about worthiness, being worthy. And most people do not believe they are worthy. The reality is if you ask most people to say, look at themselves in the mirror, look themselves in the eyes and say, I am amazing. Did you know that most people can't do that? They can't do it. They cannot look themselves in the mirror and say, I am amazing. And I don't mean it from a cocky standpoint because the reality is nobody is better than you and you are not better than anybody else, right? So we are all, we are all one. We are all on the same field. So I don't mean it from I'm inferior, I'm better. It's not that. It's the self-love and the confidence to say, I am amazing because you are. You are worthy. You do deserve it. Let's say we're talking about a job, a position. So many people will come up with a thousand excuses as to why they can't get it. Well, you know, I might not. I don't think I did great in my interview. Is my resume strong enough? My hair wasn't quite right today. And we make up all these excuses because if we don't get it, that's how we protect ourselves. We can justify all the excuses as to the reason why. I challenge people out there to say, why not me? Why not you? That's hard. Why not you? You are as strong. You are as capable. You are as brilliant as anybody else. Think of it this way. There are more than 7 billion people on the planet right now, and not a single person has the same fingerprints. And how many people have been in existence ever on our planet? No two people would have the same fingerprints. Don't tell me you're not amazing. Don't tell me you are not incredibly designed and incredibly made. You are capable. You are worthy. And the key is understanding it, truly subconsciously understanding that you are amazing and working on that, developing that muscle memory to every day, be able to look at yourself and do an affirmation. I am amazing and truly say it from your soul. I can do this. I can be great. I am amazing. I deserve this. I can. I will. I am. And that's where it starts. And that's wonderful and really powerful. Final question. Uh, Dominique, what do you think, after learning from these incredible leaders, is the best piece of leadership advice from your experience? Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. I'll say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Leaders are grounded. Transformational leaders have a vision. They have a belief, period. And that is it. So often we listen to white noise. I call it white noise. Oh, you can't do that. What if it fails? And sometimes it's from the closest people in our lives. And I always tell folks, it's not necessarily malicious. Sometimes it's the people that love us the most and they're doing it to protect us, right? Parents maybe, or a spouse. Oh, don't do it, honey, because... If it doesn't go well, I don't want you to be upset. Or what if you lose all of your whatever chasing X, Y, and Z? The key that I learned and took away from all of these individuals is that you can, period. 
<laughs> you can fill in the blank, period. But you have to truly, truly subconsciously believe it. And it does not matter what anyone else thinks or believes that you can do. You truly have to believe it. And when you do, magic happens. And that's where confidence comes from. When you are confident, your self-esteem is through the roof. And you have a belief system and you know that no matter what happens, it will come to pass. When I created the right method, I said, I'm going to interview 17 of the most powerful people on the planet inside their houses in the middle of COVID-19, right when it happened. And everyone looked at me and said, good luck with that. And I said, thank you. I really appreciate it because I knew I was going to do it. I didn't know how. I was going to do it, but I knew I was going to do it. And the question of how stops people every single time. Stop overthinking it. Just know what you want to do and it will show itself. It will come to pass. If that is not a story, a testimony that you can do it, I don't know what is. COVID-19 hit, right? Heavy in March. And from March through July, we went on this journey. And individuals who never let anyone in their house so far during the whole pandemic said yes to me and a crew to come in there. So it is possible, but you have to believe. You have to believe in yourself first and foremost, and you have to believe in what it is you are going after. Figure out what your why is, what your it is. What is it? What do you want? Charles Kettering, one of my favorite quotes is, act as though it were impossible to fail. If failure was not an option, what would you do? If you weren't worried about what people would say or think, what would you do? What would that be? How would you become a transformational leader? What would that be? Figure out what the it is, believe in yourself, and the rest will come to pass. Wow, that was brilliant, Dominique. And thank you so much for sharing the secrets of transformational leadership with not just Christina and I, but our entire audience. I know this is going to impact lives. This is going to change mindset, as you noted. And this is hopefully going to plant seeds with those people that need that level of encouragement and support to take that next step. Linda, Christina, thank you so much for the opportunity. I am so honored to be on the Lead Hership global platform. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.